0: Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess, season three, where I focus on business owners, entrepreneurs, and managers, and including their employees. If none of these apply to you, please stay tuned, because if you're looking for that realistic, real-life podcast where it just helps you when you're stressed out and just looking for something to help you when you're stressed, this one is for you as well. Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, I have another special guest, Scarlo, who is going to talk about her business and how she got started on learning about fibromyalgia. It's a big word, but it's actually really common, and it's I feel it's very overlooked. So when she was telling me about what she does and what she believes in, I thought it was a perfect fit because um, I really feel like it goes hand in hand with stress. And so I would love for you to say hi and introduce yourself, Scarlo.
1: Oh, hello, everybody. Um, And I am the fibromyalgia recovery specialist. I help those who suffer from stressful situations, they might feel overall fatigue, maybe a little bit drained, um, feel pain inside the body, which can be registering as stress, maybe headaches, brain fog, which I'll go into that a little bit. But I'm all about helping out with relieving those situations and being able to live a low to no pain life. That's me in a nutshell.
0: I love that. No, it's, um, I think like I said, it's very beautiful. I think, you know, what you're doing is is educating but I think you're also creating awareness. I think sometimes yes. those symptoms are very much the normal symptoms. And so we just, oh, well, everyone's tired or everybody's in pain or everybody. So what's the big deal? And so I think you're really shining some light on that. So I think it's really important. Are you able to help us understand what fibromyalgia is?
1: Yeah, fibromyalgia is a chronic condition and causes pain all over the body, as I had mentioned. And people with fibromyalgia may be more sensitive to pain than people who don't have it and it's considered abnormal pain reception process. And you know, when I first was diagnosed with this myself, I thought I was the mental case myself personally. Um, I had a very stressful situation back um, in the late 90s that happened to me and I broke down into I thought for the longest time it was a grand mal seizure and the doctor told me describe your grand mal seizure to me he said you're describing a massive nervous breakdown and for good reason Basically, my body, I couldn't stop shaking to the point saliva and everything was coming out of my mouth. I couldn't have, I, I, there was no control and my family was there trying to console me and the stress was so intense, I couldn't stop shaking. In fact, even thinking about it to this day, sometimes I, get, I can feel the nerves a little bit when I think about that whole situation because I let down with a war whoop with a yell um, just as I fell to this uh, shake for over four hours and I described it to my doctor and he said and that's when the fibromyalgia began wow. because the intense pain, the intense trauma to my system and I didn't know afterwards. I remember afterwards I was so tired. I had to be carried onto the couch and laid down and I was out for the rest of the night. I could not function. I do remember that. Um, and I remember that it was everything I could do to get out of bed, everything I could do to be social. I mean, my mindset, I was struggling. People could say the wrong words and I would jump down their throat or I would just turn and walk away. Um, i found that many other fibro sufferers, they may not be diagnosed, but they have a very similar reaction to different situations, different things. Um, What they later determined this to be was a PTSD episode or post-traumatic stress disorder episode. If you have PTSD does not mean you have fibro, but it could be something there on the underlying of triggers because it's stressor. That's all it is about stress and learning to work with that stress, learning to um, cope with the stress, allowing your brain to accept the stress and to work through it and to acknowledge it and to love it because once you're able to accept it, acknowledge it and love it, you can let it go. In most cases, you can let it go or you can utilize it to help others to do the same thing as in my case. Um, So I didn't know for the longest time. I mean, I was traveling in this exhaustion. I was traveling in this pain and stuff. I mean, all over U.S. and down into mexico and back um not even i was being pushed to keep going and keep going going by the time it was done i couldn't function i was like why am i hurting so bad and went to my physical therapist who touched on my um calf and it didn't i let out with like what almost sound like an ecstasy of oh You know, (laughs) and he's like, okay, that's enough. You need to go see your doctor. I think you have fibromyalgia syndrome or FMS. And I went to him at that time. There were 11 points that they would go into the office. There's still no blood test to diagnose fibromyalgia. They might do blood tests to rule out other other health conditions like RA, um, there's also x-rays they can do to diagnose RA and arthritis. These are autoimmune disorders which can be confused with fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is not autoimmune, it is a syndrome. Um, it can be correlated with RA. It can be correlated with arthritis. But the programs that I, I when I work with people, the first thing that is stated is, fibromyalgia. Working through the stiffness and working through the pain will not hurt you. The others can actually be debilitating. They can actually cause other health issues that I don't go into because I don't have medical knowledge about it, and so I don't go there. You can go to your do- RA doctor or your doctor. <laughs> but um, I do have mild arthritis, so I do have to be cautious in some areas, but. I also acknowledge that the fibromyalgia, as long as I keep moving through it, I'll keep moving forward. Those that move through it can grow through it.
0: I love that. And help others.
1: So, um, what is the cause of fibromyalgia, as I mentioned? Stressful or traumatic events, maybe repetitive injuries or an illness, such a viral infection. Those are the primary. And the majority of people who do find it's more likely to be found in women than in men. Middle-aged people are the ones who are most found with it because they take on a lot more stress. As you get older, you take on more stress. However, not to forget the kids who may be going through traumas, maybe going through maybe a car accident or losing a parent or having a stressor that's going on for them you don't know how their precious little minds are taking on their environment and turning into stress. It's so possible to happen. And the challenges the parents think that they're imagining it. No, not at all. And at the doctor tested me on those 11 points. And now times they actually test your movement as well as making sure that um, you'd get those points. It's not so much as seven of 11 points. It's enough of them to make it uncomfortable and they'll help you out. There are medications out there. Um, I don't recommend most of them because they do have side effects. I'd rather the doctor that I, doctors and therapists that I've actually worked with recommend to do um, homeopathic, to do it all natural as much as you can. And then to add on the medications as, as added
0: benefit. Wow. Uh, you definitely said a lot there. So I would definitely love to follow up on a couple of things. Um, so I think you said a lot of an important things for sure. And so I think what you said is a lot of times, um, you know, it is overlooked. Like you said, you technically can live through, you were traveling, you were doing things, you know what I mean? But, um, mm-hmm. and you were kind of overlooking some of the symptoms. Now I know you said you had that like grandmom seizure and that was kind of it was that, and then when you went to your PT that you were diagnosed with this, it, was there any signs and symptoms that you could have, looking back, would have been, oh, if I had noticed this or became aware of this, I should have gone to the doctor. Do you think there's any like
1: early signs? Yes, man. That's a very good question. Um, when I was with my, my husband at the time, he's since passed. But he kept pushing me to get up, to go to work, get up, go to work, I'd come home, I'd be exhausted, I'd wanna pass out. Or I'd be so achy in movement. There's a point of, yes, push past the movement and push past the pain, the fatigue, push past it a little bit. But if you go to the point of exhaustion, you'll end up exacerbating the symptoms and to where you'll be debilitating yourself and it'll make the symptoms worse over time. Whereas if you take it and you push it just a little little bit and then let it relax for a bit and then go push again and then relax. And that's what my doctor recommended me to do because was like, it hurts so bad. He says, just push past the pain like one, two degrees and then stop and let it relax and then do it again. And had I had that back when I first started, when the first onset, I would have been able to do so much better. If I hadn't had people pushing me, oh, you gotta move, you gotta keep functioning, you gotta sit up, you gotta walk, you gotta, you can't be tired, why do you mean you're tired? That's exactly what she means, she's tired. Let her rest, let her body regroup and then let her go again because then she'll go again and she'll be a little bit tired. But the more you stop fighting the fatigue so much and allow it to be okay, rest a little bit. I mean, I even sleep at night. I take a two hour nap in the afternoon and then I go for it again. And then I sleep at night. Now, is this a hundred percent? No, <laughs> but I have I really taken into those concepts of resting back then, I would have had things under control a lot sooner.
0: I like that. I like how you said, you know, that finding that balance for yourself of pushing, because I think, you know, either, I think there's two extremes, right? Where it's like, I'm not going to push myself at all, or I'm going to push myself to, like you said, the point of no return. And so finding that balance, that, like you said, a little bit, a little bit, I think, you can take that mindset into anything you're doing in life. So even if it's you know, especially with your health, it's just a little bit of a little bit starting slow and working your way up, you know, and pushing just a smidge out of your comfort zone and then taking a break and then doing it again and kind of literally building yourself up and then realizing how much you've grown from the first time you started doing it. Right. So I think you keep saying the word awareness, but I think you also keep saying the word rest. And I think both of those are so important, having the awareness Mm -hmm. that I can either a keep going or do I need to, you know, take that break, right? So I think it's a really good, um, I hate the word balance, but balance, right? So I think that's-
1: you No, know, that is what it is. It's yeah. balance. That's exactly it. And then having support from the family, friends and coworkers rather than pushing, because the more that they push, the more challenging it becomes in our mind and in our body, because we, that's an added stressor in itself in the environment.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's, you want that support from outsiders, but you want that healthy support as well. So again, finding that, but again, it starts with you and your awareness and what you need and speaking up and all of that. Right. So I think it's a, it really goes back to that first thing is that awareness and creating it. So I think that's really important. Um, you do mention and on your site and, um, you know, things like that, that you primarily focus on self-help books. Is there any book that you really recommend for someone if they're saying like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or I think this might be me or creating that. Whereas what's your like number one book to go to?
1: Okay. The one that opened me up so much to myself to make me realize th- that I was okay as I am. The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Knew it.
0: I so knew it.
1: <laughs> she is great and it's
0: she's so real and raw and like you said there's yes. nothing wrong with imperfections and she really highlights that and so yeah. um that's yeah I right behind you on. Here.
1: <laughs> put it this way my counselor when she helped me to accept me I I had to accept me for the way I was I was feeling wrong I was feeling like I was my own, you know, that I was the one wrong and everything. My counselor said, um, have you ever heard the word vulnerability? There's nothing wrong with you. And I read this, I kid you not just, I looked forward to going into my uh, counseling week after week after week saying, I finished this week, now what? I finished this week and she, I was Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And I was crying every single week with the relief and the just the feeling of uplift that I'm okay and I'm perfect, just being imperfect the way I am. It felt so good. So, yes. And I think she
0: highlights so much of that. And, you know, I think it goes back to that word awareness. But when you have that awareness, it's kind of what you just said, you you start to create that self-love. And do we need it? Whether for health, whether for work, for relationships, you need that self-love. And so, like you said, the vulnerability, realizing the imperfections and knowing that they're all okay and just loving yourself for who you are. It's it's huge.
1: Yep. I was having a really big issue with it at the time, with I I didn't know I was until I read the book and I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, I didn't realize how I was falling short on self-love. I was free to love everybody else, but me. (laughs) So I've grown since then, it really made a difference.
0: And don't you feel when you start to really show up for yourself, you're able to show up for other people differently? Yes, oh yes. We don't think that in the time. We're like, no, I have to show up for everybody else. But it's like, yeah, but if you show up for you, I promise you're going to be able to show up for other people in the way you really want to show up for
1: other people. It is so true. It really is. And you, when you learn about yourself, it helps you to accept so that you can turn around and be there for others. But you have to be able to do the whole process.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm so excited you made time to come on here, but I would love to talk about more of your business. So, I would love to hear what is your mission?
1: Well, my mission is to reach, in particular, particular women as many as I can who suffer with these challenges, as I had mentioned here, um, to be able to live a low to no pain life, to be able to function and to be able to love themselves and hold on to themselves and say I'm okay just as I am and so are you gonna let me be kind of like that yeah. be my support or don't be at all <laughs> that's that's my mission is to live a low, help people live a low to no pain life as I do
0: I love that and so if someone's listening to this podcast and like oh my god Scarlett was the one she's saying everything I need and want in my life what is their call to action how do you want them to reach out to you
1: Well, Fibro Kingdom Academy, F-I-B-R-O-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y at gmail.com or just.com, my website, as well as my email address. Feel free to reach out anytime, um, day or night. Um, On my website, you can send me questions. You can send in my contact. Just click on contact. You can put in your issues in there and I'll respond. Um, even working with me, um, put it in the contact. Send me an email. Feel free. Not a problem. That is the fastest. I get those alerts all the time. I am not picky about the time, really. Let's see here i have worked at three o'clock in the morning i have worked at three o'clock at night i just adjust my schedule accordingly because i just love helping people women i as i mentioned before women are predominant in this situation we tend to take everybody's woes on and not remember to take care of ourselves which yep. is really what And some men have that same situation. They do have that feminine touch in them. And there is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And just being able to help them, just, oh man. I float to the top of the world when I see my peoples be able to say, oh, Starlo, I can function. Oh my gosh, you were right. I can actually move again. And this doesn't hurt like it did.
0: I love it girl. I am so excited to keep on here and just shine so much light on something that I really feel is really overlooked. And, um, you know, again, just pushed to the side going, you know, Oh, I'm just tired of this, that, and the third. So, and, you know, just like you said, it starts with awareness and starts a little bit at a time. Um, again, I just really, really appreciate you taking this time out. I really thank you.
1: My pleasure.
0: Hello. And thank you for listening to stress less with me, Jess. Please subscribe so you can get upcoming episodes every other Tuesday or leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings about today's episode or any other episode you have listened to. If you need more resources or wondering how I can help you with my individual coaching or my workshops, please visit me at journeytoyourself.net. Have a fabulous day.